everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's March 15th. It's 2021. And we have eight NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Just glad to be back on with you. Uh, definitely ready to talk some NBA. I've been mentioning it, but, you know, M- MLB is right around the corner. I mean, we're, man, we're, we're, we're pretty much, you know, what, two and a half weeks out now. I am very excited for April 1st. Baseball is going to be on from 12 o'clock in the afternoon all the way through. Uh, plan to be at the house, schedule cleared, watching some games, playing some DFS. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, um, I'm with you. I'm super excited. Baseball is almost here. We got NASCAR rolling. Um, you know, we got PGA rolling. We got NBA rolling. Um, you know, we're getting into the home stretch of NBA. So if you're a sports fan, now now is a fun time uh, to be a sports fan because there's a ton of stuff um, just going on right now in general. So I'm with you. Um, I'm ready and excited and um, definitely ready for MLB to get rolling here. Uh, we are brought to you by superdraft.com. You guys haven't checked them out they're awesome sponsors of podcasts uh they got a lot of great stuff going on over there right now very different than your normal salary cap dfs sites and you know will sometimes you get on a cold streak and you're like i need something different and i think super draft is a, a way to refresh yourself um you know check them out use promo code grinders 150 matching bonus on 150 deposit they will match your deposit up to 50 bucks on top of that or not on top of that, but if you're not wanting to deposit 150 bucks. So, you know, check them out. Awesome sponsor of the podcast. And again, they got a, it's a different game. They're using multipliers, not using a salary cap. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way different kind of process over there. So make sure you guys are giving them some love over there and take advantage of that $150 matching bonus. Um, well, let's get into it. Lot to talk about nine game or eight game slate. Um, we got three teams on a four teams on a back to back. Um, let's get started with the Sacramento Kings and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, 240 and a half total here. Charlotte favored by two and a half. Um, Whiteside is out, but that's really the only injury news that we're looking at um, for this game. Let's start here with the Kings. What do you like here for Sacramento? Yeah, man, definitely like Rashawn Holmes in this spot at 6,400. Uh, I think he could definitely get loose, um, you know, against Charlotte. We have, we have struggled on the interior a little bit this season, uh, dare I say a lot. So uh, I, I think he's going to be one of my favorites, you know, uh, I guess mid-range center plays if, if you want to go in that direction. And then, I mean, you got De'Aaron Fox, man. If, if, if uh, Halliburton is going to continue to be on a minutes limit, which, you know, they, he played 18 against Houston, 24 against uh, Atlanta, you know, not sure if it's going to go up again. Like, you know, does he get the 28 this time? If he gets to the 28, then maybe, you know, maybe we temper our expectations. But I still think De'Aaron Fox is going to be a good play. He's 9,100. I get it. But, I mean, he's been on a tear here. The thing that I really like about it is the shot attempts have been up. So, we, you know, we're seeing him pretty much pushing 20, uh, 20 to 25 shot attempts. Uh, and, I mean, it's been consistent. And if that's the case, you know, this is a guy I don't mind paying 9,100 for. Uh, give me a second here. I did want to, and then on, on FanDuel, he's 9K flat. Uh, and uh, Rashawn Holmes is 6,700. So those are two guys I really like from this team uh, for sack today. Yeah, definitely like playing big guys um, against Charlotte. It's something that we've talked about a lot. I, I like, I'll be honest, I like playing more like power forward type plays against um, Charlotte than like centers, but you know, you can't really trust Matt Marvin Bagley minutes wise. Um, Harrison Barnes is kind of peak price, you know, 6,600 with everybody healthy is kind of a tough price to pay for him. So I think Holmes is the guy we're definitely looking at the most. Um, it seems like he's a little underpriced for the production that he's had recently, you know, double digit shot attempts in four straight games now over 30 minutes um, in six straight games. So Rashawn Holmes is someone that I definitely like. I don't mind Fox. It's an eight-game slate, and we do have some studs to pay up for on this slate. So, like, 
I don't know if he ends up making the cut, but I wouldn't talk you off of him, especially if you're playing um, MMEing or even like a 20 entry max um, on this slate. So this game has a really high total for a reason. Let's go to the Charlotte side of things. We know the Kings, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They play at a really fast pace as well, and nothing's really changed for this team. They're still last in defensive efficiency, even over the last five games. Their pace has slowed down a little bit, but Charlotte plays at a fast enough pace that I feel like if the Kings are playing Charlotte, I feel like the pace is going to lean towards fast instead of slowing it down. So what are we looking at here for the Hornets? Yeah, man, I think, you know, with Charlotte – this is a really interesting spot for them. I feel like everyone's priced appropriately. I think one of the things I'm going to try to monitor, and and man, whenever we hear this guy's going to get bumped up into the mid-20s, like Devontae Graham is very cheap across b- both sites, uh, DK and, and FanDuel, 4700 on DK. I really like that price on him if, if he's going to get his minutes like into the mid-20s. Like he's been playing, you know, he played – uh, 18 minutes against Detroit, 17 minutes against Toronto. They were pretty much blowing out Toronto the whole game anyway. I know I know they only lost one by 10, but that game was kind of a blowout. Um, put up 27, fan, 27 and a half fantasy points, 21 in 18 minutes. And I actually really like this, Stevie, because to me, now he's kind of gotten back to his old role where he's more like a Lou Williams or Jordan Clarkson type where he can just get out and, and run. And he didn't have to deal with, you know, Gordon Hayward, Rozier, and LaMelo Ball all at the same time. And I, I think that's going to help his fantasy value. So he's a guy I've kind of got my eye on. Other than that, um, I think you're just playing these guys because, you know, they're one of the highest upside games. LaMelo's 87. You're basically paying for him to, you know, put up 50. Uh, you've got, you know, Terry Rozier. You're kind of paying for him to maybe put up, you know, 40. Uh, I, th- I think that's kind of where you're at with Charlotte because everyone is priced appropriately. But once again, didn't want to, you know uh, – hog up too much time on Devontae Graham, but did want to highlight. I think I think he's a really good value play, especially if we get any inkling that his minutes going to be in the 20s. Yeah, like, I don't know. The, the Hornets are priced like, you know, these guys are – like, he's still out. So, like, Rogier is expensive. LaMelo's back to, you know, 29, 30 minutes instead of 35 to 40 minutes. So, even in this amazing spot – um, it's really tough to pay up for LaMelo. I actually like Gordon Hayward a lot in this spot. Um, I think this is a spot that he could like fill the stat sheet, you know, five to eight rebounds, five to eight assists, 20 points, couple steals, and, and just like quietly go to 50 fantasy points um, at 7,300. Um, so he's certainly somebody that I have circled here for the Hornets. Um, PJ Washington, I feel like his price is the sticker shock is is tough. Um, you know, I probably stay away from him on most builds here. And like you said, I think Graham, if he gets up to twenty five minutes at forty seven hundred, he's just too cheap. Um, and you know, seventeen minutes last game, eighteen minutes the game before that. Um, you know, a couple games under his belt, eleven shot attempts last time out against Toronto. I think that. I don't even know 25 more, more so than maybe like 22, but at 4,700, 22 is really close, um, especially against the Kings. So I'm with you. I think he's super interesting here. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're paying attention to all of the Hornets um, beat writers, just looking for anything that anybody has to say when it comes to him. So uh, moving on here, we got um, Milwaukee at Washington. No total. Milwaukee's favored by 10. Uh, Bertans is questionable. Bryant's out. Uh, NATO is questionable. And Ish Smith is still out. And Milwaukee, good to go. I feel like they stay so healthy um, every year. Um, what are we looking at here for the Bucks? Well, the first thing is I know we're mainly focused on DraftKings pricing, and I'm aware of that. But I, I just want to let everybody know that Drew Holiday is 5,800 on FanDuel in this spot against Washington. 5,800, okay? His minutes didn't go down. His minutes went up on Saturday when they played. He's, he was up to 32 minutes. He's probably going to play around that this game, and he, he's 5,800 against Washington. Uh, just wanted to point that out. I'd be willing to play Drew at 6,500 
on DK. So I, just just putting that out there. So Holiday is definitely a guy that I like. Uh, you know, Giannis is going to be in play in this spot for sure. Uh, DiVincenzo is going to be in play. And once again, I did play Bobby Portis on Saturday. It did work out. Uh, you know, I, I'm willing to play Bobby Portis again in this spot at 4,700. Like, I, I like him in these types of games. He gets anywhere near 25 minutes. I mean, it's, it's nothing in life is automatic, obviously, and, and, D, and DFS, excuse me, is automatic. But if he gets anywhere near 25 minutes in this spot, Steve, I mean, we're looking at close to 30 fantasy points, I think. So Bobby Porters is going to be on my list again today. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play Middleton at 8,100, although I really like it. Uh, but, but Drew Portis and, and, and Giannis are definitely guys that I, I want to look at here. Um, and then uh, last but not least, uh, DiVincenzo at 5,100. I think you, you got a little meat on the bone there against Washington. I even think, like, realistically, with the pace that Washington plays, they play at the fastest pace in the NBA, even over the last five games, and they're bottom five in defense. So I think even at his price on DraftKings, Drew is in play, but the price, I'm glad you brought it up on FanDuel. He's he's a little too cheap on FanDuel. Um, if you're playing Giannis, you're probably running it back with a Westbrook or a Beal you know, kind of hoping this game stays close and like one of those studs on Washington goes off. Like these teams just played and Giannis got 36 minutes in 36 minutes. Giannis is a guy that can go for 60, 70, 80 fantasy points. So, um, well, well Westbrook sure did on Saturday. Yeah. Like that, but that's Jeez. what I'm saying though. Right. Like he took 32 shot attempts. So like, you're going to have to, if you want the ceiling of Giannis playing 35 to 40 minutes, you got to run it back with one of these Washington guys and, and just hope that the game stays competitive. Um, you know, B only took 13 shots. It could be easily the other way around. I'm always Westbrook like that. That's where I always land when it comes to like any team Westbrook plays for. I don't care who's playing next to him. I'm always going to lean Westbrook because he goes and gets rebounds. He's going to get assists and we know he's going to score points. So like I always lean like Bradley Beal needs like 40 actual points to hit 60 fantasy points. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. And, and, and I will say this Beal didn't play on Saturday. So that was even, even more of a reason for Westbrook to just kind of tee off. Uh, so, you know, I mean, and, and he did, I mean, 42, 10 and 12. And, and the crazy thing is he only had six turnovers. You're probably saying, what, he only had six? Yeah, for him to be kind of the alpha dog, he only had six on Saturday. Like, that, that helped him out a lot. So, uh, you know, on, on Washington here, Beal will be back. Uh, I still think Westbrook is in play. Um, obviously, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a lot more expensive than he has, but he's 10-5. This is getting back to what he's been, you know, at OKC now, where he's pretty much cranking out a triple-double every game. Um, I, I still think – you know, this, this is a good price for him. Uh, Rui Hachimura had a big game on Saturday. I think with Beal back, I don't, I don't expect that to happen. So I think with Washington, uh, it's kind of just Beal and Westbrook. And then as a long shot, Stevie, long shot, Denny Avdia. Um, you know, his minutes have kind of picked up here. Uh, you know, obviously he's 4,300. I, I don't like it as much. I wish he was kind of in the 3K range on DK. But I do think he's kind of a long shot. If he gets going, uh, he, he could get you, you know, 25 to 30. I think he's even more interesting if um, NATO or Bertans get rolled out. Like, both those guys are questionable for this game. I think if one or both of those guys get rolled out, um, he becomes a, a lot more interesting, not even a little bit more interesting because – he probably plays in a blowout too if it flip flops that way. Um, Hatchamora would be even more interesting if Bertans gets ruled out as well. So, definitely going to be paying attention to some news here with Washington. Uh, we move on. We got New York at Brooklyn, 225 and a half total here. Uh, Brooklyn's favored by 10. Uh, Elf Payton is doubtful. Robinson and Rose are out. KD and Blake Griffin are out um, for Brooklyn. This is where the super draft slate starts. You know, we talked about them at the beginning of the podcast, but they have a six game slate. Uh, they start their slate about an hour after, uh, or like it usually starts at like the seven 30 to eight o'clock game. So plenty of time to build elsewhere and, you know, chase the overlay on super draft um, at the end of the night. So 
Uh, Will, let's get into this one. Let's start with the Knicks. Um, you know, obviously, like Elf Payton and Rose being out. Well, Elf Payton's doubtful, but it makes it makes it really interesting uh, because, like, Austin Rivers is listed as available. What are we looking at? Because, like, the first thing that I noticed on this slate was Frankie Nicklakina is 3K. <laughs> minimum, bare minimum salary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Frankie Nicotine started against OKC and played seven minutes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. <laughs> I can't play him in well, we're, we're supposed to play quickly, right? Like, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely quickly is going to be probably the guy. If Elf Payton is out, like, and, and Elf is considered doubtful. So, like, quickly is straight up in play. Uh, RJ Barrett's been priced up now. He's 6,200. I mean, these guys just kind of went nuclear on Saturday. And now you're getting Julius Randle. Julius Randle played 39 minutes on Saturday. Stevie, Julius Randle played 39 minutes on Saturday. Once again, Stevie, Julius Randle played 39 minutes on Saturday and they beat OKC 119 to 97. And it was a blowout. Like it what they weren't, it wasn't one of those weird, they were just on. And, and so maybe Tibbs just kind of let them run. Julius put up 67. Uh, I think this is another fantastic spot. Today they get Brooklyn. Um, I I mean, these guys are just in play, man. And then when you go, the crazy thing is on FanDuel, Stevie, this they might be auto plays on FanDuel against Brooklyn. And what I mean by that is quickly's 46, RJ's 57, Randall is 92. We already know Rose is out. Peyton is questionable. I mean, doubtful. Like th- these guys are just in play, period. Like all three of them. You, you, I, 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 they're almost in must play category, must play territory for me on this slate uh, in this spot against Brooklyn. Battle of New York. I, I, I like it. Am I crazy for liking Taj Gibson here? Oh, God. Like, he's 3,100, and it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn doesn't rebound. Like, I mean, he's got the minutes. I, I, I can't argue with that. Like, he's got the minutes, Stevie. He's, he's playing backup center to Nerland's Noel. Like, he, he's, getting, he's getting the time that, like, Randall comes off the floor – and, like, they're just not using Kevin Knox anymore. So, like, it, it really is, like, a three-man, big-man rotation for the Knicks right now. Like, Toppin, I guess, like, is technically, like, a fourth-man rotation, but he's not playing anything. Yeah, I don't know why they're not playing Obi, which makes no sense. I, no, I it doesn't make any sense to me either, but I, I think, like, at 3,100, I think Taj Gibson is, like, someone that we at least need to have on our radar because – absolutely. 5x is 15 fantasy points. He scored 19 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Like, all right. He's, he's playing Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. I, you get, I, I you get, get the Brooklyn bump, too. I like that, Steve. That, that, we need to coin that phrase, the Brooklyn bump. <laughs> I like it. Uh, no, no arguments here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%, bro. Like, that's... You can play uh, you can play Randall and Gibson together and it combines out to 12 9 in salary and uh, like if Gibson gets 25 and like and Randall gets 60 like you're set I'm in man I'm in yeah. I, like did I mean, not look, expect Taj Gibson to be somebody I talked about on Yeah this. listen we talked about Stanley Johnson last week he didn't let us down thanks Stanley Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I like okay for what it for what it's worth too. I like Taj Gibson way more than Nick Lakina um, on the same. Oh team. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, way more. Obviously, here's what we need to do though, Stevie. We need to call up the Knicks, and and, and, I, and I'm sure Tom has already made this call. We got to get Joakim Noah on this squad. Like we have to, <laughs> even if he doesn't play. Like he's got to be on this squad. We can't leave Joe No out of this trio with Rose, uh, Gibson. We got to get him on the, on the ship, man. We got to get him. Listen, some of my best basketball watching ever was that Florida Gators team. Oh, uh, man. That Taking team. Me back was, now. Jeez. That team, that team was fun. Did Al watch. Horford play on that team, too? I think he well, did. Al Horford, yep. Ooh. 
Oh man, Stevie. Yeah, that, that was a good Corey team. Brewer. Yes. Willie Ooh. Green. I was trying to like, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about the Brooklyn side of this game. I don't know. Like, I, I'm super concerned about this game staying close. Um, I, I think Kyrie is interesting at 93. Uh, if the game stays close, um, Harden at 11K, like the shot attempts are there. This guy is like a triple double machine all of a sudden. Um, but outside of that, like, I just, I find myself struggling to find anybody else that I like for Brooklyn. Yeah, that's it, man. It's just Kyrie and Harden. I think we can move on. We are moving on. We got San Antonio at Detroit. Um, no total in this game. It is a back-to-back for San Antonio. So we'll be paying attention to that. Like DeRozan, um, you know, he's out for his father's funeral um so we'll have to see like if he's back uh lamarcus aldridge um he's out like he's done right like he's like didn't they reach where like he's released right um i think lma is gone like he's done with with san antonio yeah well yeah they said he's just he's basically away from the team and i think they're trying they're trying to maybe trade him He's not something. gonna wear a San Antonio jersey again this yeah, season. No, no, yeah. he's not playing anymore this year. Yeah, he, he's not playing anymore this year. And then Correct. on the Det- on the Detroit side of things, um, Diallo's out, Ellington's doubtful, Hayes is out, Okafor's out, and DSJ is out. Um, like Detroit just made a trade. <sighs> Obviously, like Civy's gone, um, and like Diallo with this team now, he's out. Uh, he's been dealing with injuries for a while. Um, we'll talk about like, like we have like potentially an interesting game here for DFS, right? Because San Antonio back to back shorthanded Detroit Gary White just went off today, by the way, like went off. Yeah. And like, we don't even know, like it's a back to back for it's a back to back for pop. So like, good luck with that. Like they didn't play their full minutes or anything. Like everybody played like 20 minutes. It seemed like, but um what are we looking at here for the Spurs? I mean, it, it, I, I think we just got to – I don't even want to say wait and see. I think everything hinges on DeMar DeRozan, whether he's back tomorrow, to be honest. Like, I think that's that's the key. If DeRozan is back, then I might still have some interest in, in Derek White. And, and maybe a little bit of DeJounte, but I'm not going to be as interested at 7,700. Um, you know, Rudy Gates, 55 now. Uh, Keldon Johnson's 5K. Like, I think I think the only way I'm interested in this team is if DeRozan is out, Stevie. If DeRozan is back, I, I don't think I want to play anybody from the Spurs, to be honest. Yeah, if DeRozan's out, Murray White – um rudy gay johnson yeah. like um it'd be interesting to see if they like limit um kelton johnson even playing on the second end of a back-to-back in this game um because of like the conditioning and everything so um yeah and like on the detroit side of things like right at 5600 there's no way he doesn't play 30 plus minutes in this game right like it, it's just He's like the only point guard, like guard. Like, who's the other guard on this team now? Like, Wayne Ellington's out. Like, it's going to be Lee, I guess, right? Like, maybe even like Frank Jackson plays minutes. Yeah, I mean, Magruder. He, I guess, he could technically play minutes. Well, De- Delon Wright should get. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, he should. No, no, get... no, no. That's what I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, he played 31 against Brooklyn, but. I'm just looking back to before injury. He was playing like 39 minutes, 36 minutes. He should be up there. I mean, you think he plays 36, 7-ish? I would say yes if I trusted anything when it came to Detroit. Um <laughs> Like, he played 31 minutes after coming back. Like, they eased him in with 22 minutes against Charlotte, but he played 31 minutes against Brooklyn the other night. 
if it wasn't um if it wasn't detroit if it wasn't detroit um i would be way more excited i mean at 5600 though he could be a slate breaker i i i mean we've seen him drop 50 this season 40s high 30s I, DeLon Wright's probably the best play on Detroit, to be honest, like seriously. And then after that, in terms of guards, m- maybe Saban Lee, uh, as, as you already spoke of, uh, maybe Josh Jackson. But, I mean, his minutes are back down now that uh, now that Wright is back. Yeah, man, I think that's it. And I don't mind Plumlee at 6,100. I know. Um, you know, as long as he can get close to 30 minutes, he, he could be a slate breaker too. I think just right in Plumlee. That, that's where I am. I don't even want to play Jer- Jeremy Grant. Like, even though he's been playing a little bit better uh, since the all-star break overall, he's a guy I just kind of started avoiding just because his role in the team was so weird uh, after the, after early this season. So, right, Plumlee, I think that's it for me, man. <laughs> yeah, like – I don't know. Like, Sivy's a guy that Sivy was playing. Sivy was playing 25 to 30 minutes consistently on this team. And Wayne Ellington is out. DSJ is out. It's just like, if you can get the minutes right, it could easily be like Josh Jackson. Um, It could be Bay. Um, well, Bay's already going to play minutes. We know that. Yeah, so it's like it's super interesting to see. It, it could be McGruder. It could be Lee. Like, there's so many. Like, if you're MMEing, like you're probably making like a little mini Detroit group and trying to get it right uh, because it could easily set you apart on this slate. But I think Wright is the best play from Detroit. Um, yeah. But don't yeah, sleep McGruder on for the price at 3,400. Like. Him and Todd Gibson right now, I think, are kind of running that that low three k race. Would you, Would you agree on that? Yeah, I think you know. Don't sleep on Grant. I, I think this is a good matchup for Grant. Um, like San Antonio hasn't been the best defensive team this season, so I, I could see Grant having a good game in this one. So let's move on. We got the Clippers and the Mavs. Um. 228 and a half total Dallas favorite in this game. Um, I, I saw some books had seven, some had 10. I, I, like I'm guessing like that that's going to be interesting to see. Maybe like, do, is there news that like Kawhi or somebody's going to sit on the second end of a back-to-back? Why is Dallas favorite so heavy in these books? Um, I thought that was super interesting. Uh, it is a back-to-back for the Clippers. So we don't have injury news on them. Um, and then on the Dallas side of things, James Johnson's questionable. Um, let's start with the Clippers. This one's tough, Will. This line suggests to me that like one of George or Kawhi or both are, are gonna sit in this game. But it just this line makes no sense. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um I mean they're still they playing pulled right it. now. They so. pulled it. I just looked again, they pulled the line. So Okay, because I was I was trying to look it up myself, and I'm like, well, and they're still playing right now, so I don't I don't know. That doesn't make much sense either. But either way, um, you know, you look at this game on the Clipper side. Paul George at 82. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly's still out. I want to kind of see how they handle Lou Williams's minutes and Reggie Jackson's minutes at the end of this game, just to kind of. Uh, uh, get an idea here. Just, just want to see what they're going to do. Um, but mainly, man, I mean, Kawhi 8900 again. I mean, I think he's just going to be in play. Like, if they're going to keep him this cheap, I think you just have to keep playing him, period. Uh, I would choose Kawhi 89 over Paul George at 82 pretty much every day of the week. Um, and that's what I'm going to continue to do uh, in this spot. I think that you know, what you said about George obviously makes a ton of sense, but if Kawhi's out, you play George. If George is out, you play Kawhi. If both of them are out, you play Reggie Jackson, I guess, or Jabaka. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. And probably um, Nick Batum at that point at 4,200 and probably yeah. Morris. I mean, it'd be bombs over Baghdad with, with this roster. The open season. Um, <laughs> let's go to the Dallas side. What are we looking at here for Dallas? 
Well, Christos Porzingis is starting to uh, finally dial up some some upside, and by upside, I mean starting to you know get in the forties. I'm still not playing Christos Porzingis at over eight K. I'm I'm just not doing it. Um, you know, Luca. Once again, I keep saying that the only person I really want to play from Dallas is Luca, and that's what I'm going to continue to do, Stevie. He's going to be the only guy I play. Porzingis is just too expensive. Like he's going to burn us every once in a while and have like 60 fantasy point games. But overall, like if you just don't play Porzingis every day, he's not going to beat you with five X's. So um, I'm with you. I think that I think Luca is really the only guy that I have interest in and will continue to play here. I think, like Brunson is like right on the verge, but we've already talked about some other options that like I think are better plays um, on the slate. We got the Pacers and the Nuggets, 226 and a half total here. Uh, Denver favored by five. Jeremy Lamb is questionable. TJ Warren's out. Hampton's out. Harris is out. Morris is out um, on the Denver side of things. Let's start here with the Pacers. Um, I, like big news over the weekend. If anybody missed it, um, Karis Levert is back. I think that is absolutely awesome. Um, like this is a guy that if he didn't get traded and didn't have that physical, like could have like had life threatening like um, symptoms and stuff. So like I'm I'm glad to see Karis Levert back. He's seven K. Played twenty seven minutes against Phoenix the other night. Um, I'll probably wait and see just kind of what his role is going to be on this team. Um, what do you think here on the Pacers? Well, Stevie, it's – and it's not like this every day, but once again, man, I, I've got to go back to FanDuel here. Karis LeVert was 3,900 on Saturday. He's 4,100 today. Look, if he would only play 15 minutes, I, I would totally get it. He played 27 minutes. At 4,100 – this guy is still – I'm still going to consider him a fantasy point per minute scorer, even though he's got to get adjusted to a new team. Like, he can't – he's not going to keep playing 27 minutes putting up, you know, 20 fantasy points. Like, the upside's coming. So, at any rate, what I'm saying is, on FanDuel, I think you need to be playing Karis Levert at 4,100. Now, back on DK where he's 7K, uh, I don't think we have to touch him here. Uh, and mainly from, uh, from Indiana, man – I don't really have anybody I want to play. Uh, maybe, maybe Sabonis, who's who's got a really, really high floor. But at 9,600, like, I need him to get 60, you know, or, or 52 to 55-ish, like, for me to just really feel good about paying that price. So outside of him, and, and even him, he, he's just a long shot tournament. Let's hope you get 60 like you did on Saturday. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't – I don't think I want to play anybody from Indiana. I think everybody's appropriately priced. I think I'm with you because I want to see like how Levert is just going to play with Brogdon and everything um, before like, because I, I think the pro the Brogdon price is super intriguing at 7,400 um, in this matchup. Like these two teams just played, he shot terrible. He shot like 28% from the, and like 0% from three. Um, he had a really bad shooting night. And, like, if he hits a few more shots and stuff here at 7,400, like, he's super interesting. He's super intriguing. He's probably the one guy that I'm most interested on the Pacers. But I'm with you. I don't really love the Pacers in general here. Um, let's talk about Denver. You know, Jokic is always someone that we talk about. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Nugs? Uh, I, I think everybody's priced, but it should be. I mean, Will Barton may still have some meat on the bone if he's going to keep playing 35 minutes with these guys out. So, like, Morris, uh, Harris, Hampton, uh, you know, these guys are already out. Millsap and Green are back, uh, but that's not really going to affect him. I, I think Will Barton is probably the best play from a, from a salary perspective on 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 Denver outside of Jokic, like I, I'm willing to play Jokic against anybody. Um, I think he's in play here, but I don't really want to play anybody else. I don't want to play Jamal Murray at 7900 here. Uh, they are, you know, they are going to have to play some PJ Dozier. They are going to have to play some Compazzo. Uh, but on this slate, I wouldn't dare play Compazzo or Dozier over uh, Magruder or Tosh Gibson. So I, 
That's just kind of it, man. I think it's just Will Barton and just Nikola Jokic for me in this spot. Moving on. I'm with you on that. Um, Memphis at Phoenix. Probably one of the best basketball games on the slate. 228 and a half total. Phoenix favored by seven. It is a back-to-back for Memphis. Um, and on the Phoenix side, Cam Johnson's the only guy. Um, this should be a really competitive game. You know, Phoenix has been playing fantastic. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Memphis? Memphis. Oh, man. Can, can JV keep, keep putting up these numbers? Um, I, I would like to play him in this spot. Like, I... I you know, I really like this spot for him. Seriously, at 7,600, I think he, you know, he's got immense upside against DeAndre Ayton. So he's a guy I like. Brandon Clark at 5,500, don't hate that price either. Uh, it's just, you know, now I'm not sure how the minutes are going to shake out. Like, Kyle Anderson's getting 25. He's getting 25. I uh, wish somebody was getting 30. Um, you know, Justice Winslow is getting minutes in the 20s. So it's just, I, I can't really play those guys in this spot. But JV, He's definitely a guy I want to play, uh, you know, and and then we, we just go back to job. Like, he's 8K. Uh, he's playing 30, you know, mid-30s minutes now, and I think you just play him if you think this game is going to be really competitive and he can show the upside. Uh, this definitely isn't as attractive as what we were playing for him when he was in the 7K range, uh, but, but, you know, him and JV, if this game is going to stay competitive, it's going to be because of those two. Um, on the Phoenix side of things, like, you know, Booker at 8K is someone that has ceiling. Um, you know, he can go for 50 fantasy points in any matchup. So he's always someone that I think you should be considering in tournaments. Chris Paul is kind of like he went on that stretch where he was just absolutely crushing, but he's kind of just been okay um, lately. Like he really hasn't had to do yeah. much than do his thing. Um, well, he shot two for 10 against Indiana. Like he 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 hits three more shots and like he's right back over forty. Like, but he's seventy eight hundred. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just yeah. saying, man, he shot two for ten. He he shot any better than that? Like, he's getting close to some upside. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Suns? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe Chris Paul. I was kind of looking at Cameron Payne because he kind of played in the twenties. Just wanted to see what they were going to do. Then you know, of course, against Indiana, he played sixteen minutes. So can't really bank on that. Um, I don't really like the Suns too much. Maybe on Mikel Bridges because he has really stable minutes. And then Jay Crowder's got somewhat stable minutes because Cam Johnson's been out. Uh, so I don't hate that. Uh, eight and at 63, don't hate that either. But, man, I really – I don't know why he's not playing 30, 32 to 35 minutes. I'm not sure what's going on here. But um, – I don't want to play Booker at 8K. I don't mind Chris Paul at 78. Bridges is probably my favorite for the price. Then Jay Crowder. And then 8 and a 63 is just kind of a tournament flyer. And then you think you can balance some upside. Yeah, it, it, like it, as good as it sounds, like this is like one of those spots um, that I'm just like probably more interested in watching this game than playing a lot of players in DFS in this game. But yes, yes. I, I think Booker is the tournament play. I think Chris Paul is a fine tournament play. I don't know how much I'd play those two guys together. Um, and then, like you said, Bridges, he's getting minutes. He's 5,300. If this game stays competitive, he'll get plenty of minutes. Um, the games that he's not getting minutes are the games that are blow up. Um, the Lakers in Golden State to finish this out. Uh, no total in this game. It is a back-to-back for Golden State. Uh, Caruso's out. AD's out. Um, Gasol is out. And Dudley's out for the Lakers. Let's start with the Lakers. Um, what do you got? I mean, I think I'm going to start with this. You know, do we think Kyle Kuzma's going to keep dialing up his upside? He's 6K now. Uh, the one thing that I've seen that's really changed is his minutes are up and the shot attempts up. 18 shot attempts against Indiana, 20 shot attempts against Sacramento, and Stevie rebounding the basketball. 13 rebounds, 13 rebounds. Like, if you're going to shoot 20 shots and get double-digit rebounds, like, even at 6K, you're in play. Golden State is not a defensive juggernaut. That's due to happenstance, obviously, but doesn't matter. The facts are the facts. Uh, I do think Golden State is going to come out and play competitively in this game, and the reason why I say that is because I mean, the Lakers just pretty much ran them out of the gym the last game they played. I feel like they were down by almost 40 points at one point. I, I feel like I'm right on that. 
So um, uh, for that reason, I, I think Kuzma's in play, man. This feels like a really good spot for him. Montrez Harrell's been playing really well in, in the 30-minute category. Uh, put up 45 against Sacramento, 60, uh, 34 against Indiana. I, I'm willing to play him for the upside in this spot. Um, and then I guess you kind of got to decide what you want to do with LeBron. Like, do you think this is 60-point LeBron or do you think it's 50-point LeBron? You know, if you think it's 50-point LeBron, you probably just let him sit on the shelf. If you think it's 60-point LeBron today, you know, maybe you put him in your lineups. Uh, I think he's just kind of a, a late-night hammer flyer. I don't expect him to have a whole lot of ownership today. And I think that's the reason you would consider putting LeBron into your lineups. Yeah, LeBron is, like, he's someone that, like, if you're playing a lot of tournaments, you always have to have exposure because the usage is going to be there. It's just, like, LeBron turns it to an, uh, the next level sometimes and, like, has monster games. Like, they blew out Golden State right before the All-Star break. Um, and, I, like, that obviously is super concerning in this one because it is a back-to-back um, in general here for this team. So that's a concern. But I, I think overall um, – LeBron is in play in tournaments, and then on the other side, Curry's in play and Draymond's in play. But outside of that, it's just hard to really trust any of these guys, um, uh, you know, especially in a back-to-back. Like, Wiseman's not going to get minutes right now. He's coming off an injury and stuff. They're not going to play him, like, full minutes. So, so yeah. What are your thoughts here in Golden State? Um... It's just a it's just a tough ask because I think they're better players than Curry today, even though we know Curry could just he could drop 70 fantasy points. I just think they're better plays than the Warriors today. And I think if I was going to play one Warrior, it would probably be Draymond Green at 6,500. Um, he just had a monster game against against Utah. Uh, he put up a triple double, 11 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds, four steals. Um, and they actually won that game. Uh, he's a guy I think, you know, I would consider because of the price. Um, other than that, though, I, I'm not really interested in Golden State today. Let's uh, let's get on to our super draft play of the day. Oh, this is um, going to be so much fun today, man. This is a fantastic play I have, Stevie. Fantastic. Well, I'm, 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 let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, play of the day. Uh, I, I was stuck between two guys on the same team. They're half a multiplied difference. I'm just going to go with uh, Mr. Quickly at 1.7, and you also got RJ at 1.65. I think both are in play, but uh, I had to choose one, so I'm, I'm going quickly at 1.7. All right. Um I like Taj Gibson. Like he's not my play of the day, but I, I do like Taj Gibson. Uh, we talked about him a lot. He's a one point nine five. Um, I love Jeremiah Grant at one point four five. Like he's my super draft play of the day. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Both of these teams are kind of shorthanded. Um, I, I think Grant at one point four five um, is is a really really strong play. Um, over there I also like I think Sabonis you know because you can use them at power forward or center Sabonis is super interesting at 1.25 and Porzingis is super interesting at 1.35 being able to use those guys at power forward and not having to use like a center spot um, over there so I think yeah. this might be a day you're taking a low lower multiplier at center um, if you're if you're like Randall Jokic, Sabonis, Porzingis, those types of guys, because there doesn't seem to be amazing like guys that can like get 60, and these guys can get 60 without their multipliers. Yes. I like it. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We're both yawning. We're getting old. We're old men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> favorite play under 5K to go um, 7X here. Yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one out. Obviously, you know, you you guys know our favorite 3K players. Not gonna go with them though. I'm gonna go, and this is a tournament flyer, but I like them, man. I was on them over the weekend. Gonna bring them up again. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Portis going against Washington, uh, definitely on my list today. Sorry, I was really yawning again. Um, <laughs> I like it. I can get behind it. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm falling apart over here. I, <laughs> I'm going to say Taj Gibson. I, I, I like the more I think about it, the more he makes um, a ton of sense here. And it's, it's crazy, but um, I really like the spot for him. Who is your guy over 8K? Who's your bust today um, at the top? Uh, this is a tough one, man. I hate to do it. I'm going to have to go with Steph Curry. I, and I don't feel great about it. I, I really don't. But I think at 10K, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to accept the risk for him to have bust potential here. All right. Um. My first thought was Porzingis, but I'm going to go <laughs> – this is going to – I'm either going to be, like, really right or extremely wrong because he put up 50 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. But I'm going to go LaMelo Ball, and it, it's – not that I don't think that he can't get to 50. I think that there's a lot of roads for him not getting there just because the minutes might be a little bit more limited in this game. Um, so – I'm going to go LaMelo. <laughs> Don't feel um, great about it, but yeah, that's, uh, I know I'm not playing him. So I always feel confident uh, unless somebody gets ruled out. Like I always feel confident, like, like naming somebody that like I'm not playing um, when we're doing this game. So uh, favorite six X play will, who do you got? Here we go. Now, now we're going to get, now, now we're getting to the meat and potatoes here. Um, but listen, man, I, I, I'm not going to be stupid today. I, I'm actually going to give out two because I think FanDuel just got some pricing so wrong. So on FanDuel at 5,800, I think you got to go with Drew Holiday, right? Or FanDuel, I think, I think that's just that, that's a smash spot. And then on DK, uh, I'm actually going to go with our good friend, Mr. Rodney Magruder. I think a lot of guys are going to be out. He's, he's in that low 3K range. Uh, definitely think he can get there. All right. Um, I was like looking at this and I, I lean Gordon Hayward. I know I just like said LaMelo's my bus, but I lean Gordon Hayward. I think he can go for 45 plus in this spot. He's only done it once over the last 10 games. So that could potentially lower his ownership, but I think the minutes are going to be back, um, in this game. And I think this game is going to be competitive. I want somebody from this game um, as my 6X play, and I, I probably like him the most in this one. So, uh, Holmes was the other guy that I was like thinking about. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Will, who do you got? Yeah, man. I, I still don't have a read on how much ownership I think this guy is going to get. Um, but it, it's still this Detroit game, man. I'm going with DeLon Wright. Like, I. <laughs> Even if they have all these bodies out, I still don't think he's going to be incredibly popular. I think quickly he's going to be more popular than DeLon Wright, but I think this is a big spot for him, man. I like it. Um, oh, man. Get weird GPP play of the day. I'm going to go kind of like – I feel like way off the board here and say Alec Burks um, for the New York Knicks. Uh, he's a guy that can handle the ball. They're going to be without two guards, um, two point guards in this game. He could potentially get a few extra minutes. Um, and, and like, I just overall like playing teams against Brooklyn because Brooklyn is focused on scoring the basketball. They don't play defense. So, uh, Will, game selection, anything standing out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings? Yeah, man. This one on, on FanDuel, 25K, uh, $25 uh, single entry today. Um, I mean, it's fantastic, man. When I look at it, I'm going to go back out because I want to um, actually give out the structure because, you know, we've got these really fantastic add-ons. Um, 
that you can use. And when I looked at the structure of it, I said, man, this is what I definitely want to point out. So they're actually only only paying out 8% to first place, which is really unheard of, Stevie. Uh, usually 10 to 15 minimum, it, it, usually with these single entries. But only paying out the first place 10%. Uh, and then it's paying 25.17% of the field. So I think it's a fantastic contest. Uh, if you win it all, you know, put in $25, get 2 k that's fantastic return. All right. Um, like I'm going to, I'm going to give super draft some love today because um fully, fully pumped about like just them being sponsors of the podcast. They got three different buy-ins for everyone, right? They have a $18 big tournament, 30 K prize pool, 6 K to first place. They have a 10 K $1,500 first place, $4 tournament. So if you want to MME over there on Superdraft, they have a one dollar, five thousand dollar, and one. That's one hundred and fifty entry. Um, so maybe you're getting into like mass multi-entering and you want to try a different site. You can definitely check them out as well. And then they have a hundred and five dollar single entry tournament. They got a bunch of double ups and triple ups over there as well. So give them some love. Uh, Will any over under against the spread that stands out to you? Yeah, man. Um, give me a second here. I want to make sure. I... Got this one right. He did pull it. Yeah, so we've got one that, that I thought was really interesting. We got Pacers Nuggets at uh, 226 and a half. Uh, Denver minus five. I'm actually going to take the over in that game. I, I know, you know, the Pacers may not have been playing at, at a completely fast pace, but at 226, I, I think that game could shoot out a little bit. So I'm going to take the over. All right. Um I really want to take uh, Charlotte minus two and a half. Uh, like that line, I really like Hornets. They're they're getting healthy. Um, the Kings just are a team that doesn't play a ton of defense. This game's in Charlotte, so I'm gonna take Charlotte um, minus two and a half in this one. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Uh, definitely glad to do the pod, man. It's always a pleasure, and um, I guess we'll see you again later this week. It's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more hoops. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday.